whatever it takes I know I can make it through A Degrassi Podcast With Kelsey and Holland too I know I can make it through Hi, and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi, the next generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're talking about season 13, episodes 17 and 18, The World I Know, and Better Man. And Kelsey, will you please read us the Degrassi wiki summary? Sure. Allie continues to lie to protect Leo. Oh, no, wait. I'm reading the wrong one. My bad. (laughs) It's Allie's birthday, but her spirits are crushed when she learns that the love of her life, Leo, is being sent back to France with an expired visa. Good. Maya returns from suspension and only to find she'll be stuck in a new class with Zig. President Drew is excited for the first event of the term, a speaking engagement by Mr. Hollingsworth, but his first call of duty is to clear things up with Claire. Sure. Sure. First appearance Mm -hmm. of Tiny King. I had a feeling that that was him in that rubber room class. Yeah, no, I wrote it down. I was like, Tiny, I know him. (laughs) I remember him. He was the one name we remember from next class. Yeah, he was featured him yeah. and frankie i remembered from the last one I think. right 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 right. she was kind of in this episode briefly yeah right no grace was no frankie was for like a second she? she's friends with zoe right oh yeah okay anyway better man ali continues to lie to protect leo until jenna and claire change her mind and put him under arrest i mean just glossing That's over so much summarization of what sure happened. first sentence just getting right to it Maya's determined to prove that she is not a princess to her new classmates in the rubber room. To do this, she hangs out with the bad crowd and soon realizes she may have to do more than she expected to gain their approval. No. Mm. Zoe helps Drew with Mr. Hollingsworth's impression. Sure. Why not? Okay. Um, but the episode... The first song of the episode is The World I Know by Collective Soul, which is from 1995 and it sounds exactly like Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls like I started playing it to listen to it before we started recording and Allegra's like why are you listening to the Goo Goo Dolls I'm like it's not the Goo Goo Dolls it's Collective Soul whoever that is I don't know this song I don't think um you probably would if you heard it it sounds exactly like Iris from the Goo Goo Dolls but it's not that song all right um can I make a confession I used to really love the Goo Goo Dolls (laughs) I feel like everybody had like a brief blip of a Dolls stage. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, what's that one? Slide? Slide was my dance. Oh, I was all about Black Balloon, obviously. <laughs> um, it was like, like Goo Goo Dolls, Matchbox 20. <laughs> I, I was weird, like, weirdly specifically Goo Goo Dolls only. I, know, I, like, had Matchbox 20 songs burned onto CDs for me, but I never really stopped them out. Um, honestly, my first interactions with Rob Thomas was smooth by Santana. So. It's the best introduction <laughs> you could have, obviously. But anyway, the world I know, I guess it's like, Allie's world is turned upside down. It's not the world she knows anymore. And it's the same. I'd, I'd argue it's also the same with like Maya's storyline. Yeah, true. In the remedial room. And I don't know. Drew is like, what? A girl isn't in love with me because I kissed her? Sure. Cry me a fucking river, Drew. And then the second song is Better Man, a 1995, 1994 Pearl Jam song. And 
Allie just wants Leo to be a better man, but he's not because he's awful and horrible and scary and a monster. Garbage monster. Yeah. Allegra and I did flawless Pearl Jam impressions earlier. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> um, I guess it could also maybe apply to Drew, who like want, is trying to be a better man, I guess, because he wants this like Hollingsworth internship thing. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, let's dive into this horrible, monstrous episode. Hooray! That was just a bummer. Just real sad. Um, although maybe we can do Fashion Police right away. So we don't have to worry about doing it during a heavy moment later. <laughs> sure. Um, Allie has a huge turquoise purse. Um, Claire's hair is short, but she has hair. She's not wearing wigs anymore. When Maya and Zig dress like each other, they do. They both do a very bad job. <laughs> it's neither of it's good. Um, Jenna's hair looks great. What the fuck is Claire's chain bracelet? I don't know. She had like a clunky chain. Like it looked like a chain link thing. I don't know. It was not good. Unclear. Um, Maya wears a horrible one shoulder shirt. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Cody. We still don't like them. No, I'm sorry. I'm ne- I never will. Um, also, super into Maya's smoky eye for her like <laughs> alt look. Her whole entire alt look was insane. Hilarious. There were so many studs like everywhere. Like, her, she had a studded choker. She had a weird hood happening. She had studded jacket. She had studded, like, toes of her, like, mega high top yeah. shoes. Too much. I don't know. It's it was too a much. Lot. She had the stud belt and, and a jacket and... Very obviously fake nose ring. Yeah. And, like, she dressed like... Like, she would have fit in with this group when she was still in whisper hug like she only <laughs> recently like like she does it's not like she's dresses super preppy they had her like preppy in the beginning i guess to make it like a thing but she does she's not like super preppy girl yeah i don't know it was weird maybe was now weird. that she's dating miles who wears like fucking gucci loafers i swear to god i saw him wear something that was trying to be gucci loafers in this episode oh because boy. of course he does look a little bit like he stepped out of like an abercrombie catalog <laughs> Oh, Grace's lip ring looks really fake. Yes, it does. Um, Drew in the suit. God damn. They tailored that. I was <laughs> impressed. That's all that I have. Me too. My my final fashion is just damn exclamation point. Drew in that suit. <laughs> um, all right. Well, it starts off with Allie is on the phone with Leo, I guess. Or no, Allie is just at her house and we find out her birthday is tomorrow. She's turning 18. And Leo's making, like, house delivery, house coffee deliveries to her. And her mom, he's, like, in with the mom or whatever. Yeah, and I'm like, ew. Remember when her parents, like, would have murdered her if she had a boyfriend? And now it's like, she has a French boyfriend who followed her to Canada. That's fine, sure. I feel like she probably omitted that information when she (laughs) told them about him. Also, I feel like dating Dave just wore them down. Like, yeah. open the door to be like, whatever, she dates people now, sure. Pretty much. Um, but then we find out that Leo's transfer credits didn't come through, and now he has to go back to France tomorrow. And that's when I was like, what? Yeah. Like, a lot of, I mean, I, when we talk about the marriage stuff, I'm going to, like, get into logistics, because oh I, I have several international yeah. friends who have gotten married. 
I was like, there seems like there needs to be a lot more paperwork. I know what goes into it. It's intensive. Like, I don't think this marriage is even legally binding. It's not. <laughs> it can't be. You need, you need a fiancé like, visa. Prove. Oh, my God. And once you get the fiancé visa, you have to get married within, like, a very short amount of time. Like, But also, whenever this was announced, I was like, this feels like I'm skeptical of this. This feels like a lie. What, what is happening? What is this going to turn into? Because um, my brain just could not go to, she's going to try to marry him. Because that just seemed too absurd for me to like feel like oh that's where this is going it didn't go to mine either but also it doesn't make sense that it's like i'm leaving tomorrow my transfer credits yeah like like, tomorrow that's crazy you would know sooner than that unless he like knew before and like waited to the last minute to tell her i which i don't know could be a fucking leo move i don't know i was like this feels like a lie or like a way he's gonna manipulate her somehow what's going on on i'm confused i don't know um but then we're with maya who is in who finds out she has to go to like the remedial room which is like i guess a class for like troubled youths that meets twice a day or like people who need extra help or like what i'm confused about what this class is me too although like and also I'm like after we are in the class, I'm questioning why not everybody in the school has to take this class because they're talking a lot about like, 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 like social and socioeconomic disparities and how people judge you and like the way that like troubled kids can get like stuck in like the cycle of acting out or something yeah it seems like a great class i'm but i'm so i'm very confused by the premise of this because it it, can you guys let us know if this was a thing in any of your schools because the closest i can think of is detention in which we did nothing and usually didn't go like if anyone was going to the rubber room it was this girl so i don't know (laughs) what is happening would it surprise you to to find out that I have never, ever gotten a detention in my life. It would not surprise me. <laughs> it would not surprise me at all. Uh, the closest I've come was one time in elementary school. A very minor food fight broke out at the lunch tables. And me and two other girls were the only ones who got caught. And then I had to, like, pick up trash at lunch one day. That was in, like, maybe third or fourth grade. <laughs> Adorable. <laughs> So I don't, so I am not the person to ask about this. Like the only things that I feel like my school had was like detention and like if you were really bad, Saturday school. Oh. Which is just like all day, like all day detention on a Saturday. I used to get detention a lot and I had. Or in-house. I had in-school suspension yeah, once. Yeah. Which I think is the same. Once or twice I had in-school suspension. Yeah. I think just once. I think I was supposed to have it twice, but I only went the one time. Because my school was also under construction a lot of the time that I was there. So all the rules were insane and like they there you there wasn't a ton of accountability yeah like if you just didn't go to things it was like ah we can't really keep track of anyone anyway yeah it was a little bit wild westy i don't know i i have skipped classes but i like forged notes from my parents and got like actual passes to like not be there (laughs) so i did some like bad things but i didn't get caught Oh, also shouts out to Chelsea, friend of the show, who spent my best day of school ever with me where we both had in school suspension together and we just read Chuck Palahniuk books because it was high school. (laughs) 
Um, we went to lunch four times. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, yeah. I think Mr. Simpson is, like, walking her to remedial room or something. And she's like, why do I even have to do this? He's like, 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 why can't you be more lenient? Like, I just sang a song or something. And I was cyberbullied, which right. is fair, honestly. And he's like, you uttered a death threat. This is leniency. And I'm like, that is also fair. Also fair. <laughs> why literally sang a death threat to Zoe. Why was Zoe not punished? That's my question about this whole scenario. Because cyberbullying is not something the school can control because it didn't happen on a school computer. Remember? And her oh mom was my. like, she'll be punished. And it's like, yeah, fucking right. <laughs> she will not be punished. Um, But then we enter remedial room and Grace is there and she's threatening Tiny with scissors for some reason. I don't remember the context. Um, But then we are with Jenna, Claire, and Allie. And Allie's like, Leo's leaving. What? I'm only have a day with him. I'm skipping class to go spend time with him. And I'm like, ugh. Good riddance. She says, my life is over. And I was yeah. like, no, your life is about to be so much better. Oh, so much better. So much better. Um, But then we're with Dallas and Drew. And Dal- and Drew was like, yay, we're having the speaking event. And Miles' dad is going to be there. And then he starts talking to him about the Claire kiss. And Dallas is as floored as we all were. <laughs> He's like, was it a kiss or a makeout? And he was like, it was in between. <laughs> and... Drew was like, I'm just, I just got to let her down easy, though. Like, I can, like, it's going to be weird. She's going to be in love with me. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, oh, Drew, you know she does not give a single fuck about this. Seriously. Um, but then Allie surprises Leo at work and is like, I just want to live in the moment. I don't want to talk about the future. Let's just spend the day together because you're leaving tomorrow. And whatever. But then we're back in remedial room, rubber room, whatever, and they have to do, like, character interviews and, like, partner up and interview each other and then act it out later. I was yeah. confused by This it. is actually, like, a as far as I understand, like, in, like, group therapy or, like, family therapy or what, or, like, couples therapy, whatever, like... Anything like I think it's maybe it's just family and couples therapy, but it's like an exercise in like family and couples therapy. But it doesn't make sense in this scenario because because it's a whole bunch of asshole teenagers who are just going to do it to be dicks to each other. Like, Like, let's think this through. Let's let's look at our audience and examine what we're doing. It would make sense for maybe Maya and Zoe to specifically do this activity because they have like a conflict between the two of them and they maybe would benefit from understanding each other better, but it doesn't really make sense for this class. No, it does not. Whatever. Maybe it's the treat to like teach empathy. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Unclear. Or just, I don't know. Um, but she has to be partners with Zig because of course, um, because it's television. And then we're with Drew and Claire And Claire's, like, all business, like, talking about the event that's coming up. And Drew is, like, trying to, like, let her down easy or whatever. And Claire's like, ew, wait, what are you talking about? I'm in love with Eli. Like, you are so not my type. Blah, blah, blah. You're fucking sideburns. It's amazing. It's amazing. There's a few good Claire bits in here. Because he's like, Claire, I think you're a great girl. And she's obviously confused. And she's like, you're pretty swell yourself. And he says, he's like, I'm trying to let you down easy. And she's like, from what? (laughs) 
I was just like delighted She's by like, this. I already forgot that this happened. What are you talking about? Yeah. Claire often annoys me, but once in a while I'm like, yes, yeah. Claire. Um, but then we're with Leo and Allie. Like, are they like in the woods? Are they in the ravine? Where are they? They're like on a picnic or something. <laughs> Unclear. And Outdoors. Leo thinks that they should break up because he's moving away. Which is the first time I've ever agreed with Leo. Yeah. And Allie's like, what are you talking about? And he goes, then he leaves. And I'm like, this feels manipulative and I don't trust him. Yeah. <laughs> because I just never trust him. I'm like, what is his game? I still still don't get what's going to happen here. Um, but it felt like a good decision in the moment. and I, Which made me skeptical because he usually does not make good decisions. Nope. Um. But then, like, later, he calls her at midnight to be the first person to wish her a happy birthday. And then Allie gets the bright idea to fucking marry him. And this is when I started writing in all caps. And why, And I think I write, wrote, no, why do I feel like this was his plan? Because it probably was, maybe? I maybe. Don't I don't know. Unclear. I feel like he would have, like, laid maybe. down some hints if yeah, that was the case. Maybe. But... If yeah, only I could I just... legally stay here so we could be together forever. Exactly. But yeah. it's like there's so much more involved in this. Like you need a fiance visa, which like that takes time to get like the planning around getting married that involves immigration. Because I've had two friends that have fallen in love with people from other countries and have had to deal with this and the planning around it. Like. Just it's a lot. It's insane because <laughs> you have to wait for your fiance visa to go through. For my one friend, it didn't take that long. But for my other friend, it took almost a year. Yeah. And then you have to get married within like a pretty short amount of time. So you have to be like ready to do it. But also you have to wait for a while. And while they were waiting, like her fiance had to go back and she like lucked out and like has like enough like Italian ancestry that she got sitting like like citizenship or whatever over there. I don't like fully. European. Yeah, like an EU passport yeah. type situation. So she lived there for a year, but that was a whole different like set of hurdles to go through. And it's like, it's not this an easy not thing to this do. This would not be possible. This no. Not be possible. No, it's really hard. And then I think she starts to tell Jenna about it. And Jenna's like, what the fuck? No. Which <laughs> agreed. Um, But then we're back in remedial room and zig is like not taking this activity seriously and keeps telling maya that he's there for stabbing people and that's kind of the only note i took here yeah he's like doing like a weird like roman thing and he he has some lines roman healthcare doesn't cover that and i don't remember what it was in reference to but it was funny he was doing like a caesar thing like yeah, a brutus thing because yeah. he was like because she like betrayed him or whatever right. so he was doing like a caesar brutus like comparison and like leaning really into it yeah and then she made a comment and he said roman healthcare doesn't cover that and i thought that was like pretty funny <laughs> and on the spot i like the, the more that i'm like watching these kids i'm like i'd be friends with zig <laughs> like, <laughs> i don't know if i'd be friends with i'd be friends with these these dummies <laughs> you'd be in the rubber room <laughs> i would be in the rubber room which is why i'm like it definitely didn't exist in my school because i would have been in that room um but this then... is the most i've ever identified with anyone in degrassi <laughs> But then we're with Drew in Dallas, and Drew asked Dallas, do you think I'm good looking? Which made me laugh also. And Dallas is like, this is going into a weird place. What is happening? And he's like, Claire totally blew me off. And Dallas is like, do you like her? And she's like, he's like, no, but I want her to want me because he's fucking stupid. 
he's a big beautiful dummy yeah. <laughs> like i also i mean to be fair his like ego is really bruised right yeah. now yeah. so he like he really needs a win <laughs> and dallas is like this is just you need to find a rebound girl like this is not good for you um but then we're with maya and miles and tristan and the subject of zig comes up and it gets awkward and maya's like trying to explain zig to miles who's like worried and he's like am i prettier than him or something no you're not (laughs) you're not i'm sorry you're extreme not string cheese boy listen <laughs> i forgot about that listen i'm not gonna lie to you guys team zig i mean <laughs> i'm team zig too right yeah i'm like i'm for it i was so sad for him at that dance yeah me too like it's like i waited i guess she didn't I guess she moved on without oh, me i'm sad, so sad thinking about it team um, zig all the way but also tristan's like he still loves you which does yeah obviously um but then we're at the fucking wedding fucking i'm like no 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 please don't do this please don't do this all and then this is when i was like way more paperwork work would be involved for this like what the fuck is happening and she's like none of this is how i imagined it and she mentions something like ring and dress and family and the whole thing and then he gives her a terrible ring her birthstone garnet which is my birthstone which means she's born in january which does not track for either side of the zodiac sign that I would have assigned to her. No. She is not a Capricorn. She's not a Capricorn. <laughs> and I don't think she's an Aquarius either. No, I I would have pegged her for a Leo. Maybe. Or a Virgo. Or a Gemini. Or a Libra. Not a Virgo. Libra. I was I was thinking of Libra. Gemini Definitely and I Definitely not Virgo. No, I was thinking of Gemini and said Virgo. But I would I would peg her for a Leo or a Cancer. Yeah. She's a summer baby. Or baby. We're a Gemini. Or Gemini. So yeah. she's she's like peak summer baby. Yeah, she's I don't definitely yeah. I'm not I'm not buying this January she's bullshit. She's not born in January. Or she is an example of why the zodiac is bullshit. <laughs> also that. <laughs> kind of like your sister. My No, my sister's kind of Scorpio. Mike my, my brother because he has the same birthday as Oh, me. yeah. And my brother is not He is not a Capricorn. Capricorn. That's true. It's um, a true fact. Anyway, I feel like we've talked about assigning signs to all the characters of Degrassi before, but I feel like that would take too long. Yeah. I mean, I want to do it at some point. We, we should. should. At some point. Not today. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he gives her a garnet ring, which like, it's my birthstone. I have like a soft spot for garnet, but I would not want a garnet engagement ring no and he did it in yellow gold which is like my uh, least favorite com- gold and yes like yes like a maroon like a it's a muddy maroon it's stone uh, with gold it's my uh, least favorite combination of no. anything not a good no look. also i'm just i'm also i mean i'm not a big fan of yellow gold to begin with yeah. but yellow gold with like most gemstones is like not a good look Mm-mm. Like, mm-mm. I just I hate it. I yelled about it. I was like, what is this, the 80s? And then <laughs> my friend laughed at me, and it was a time. But it's just, mm, yeah, horrible. Terrible ring for a terrible event. Yep. Um, but then we're with Drew, who wants to get coffee with Mr. Hollingsworth after this, like, speaking engagement. He's, like, sucking up to him. And then he's like, I like your gusto or whatever. Um, 
we have a youth advisor thing opening up for my campaign. I'll set up an interview with, for you or something like that. And then the next scene, we find out that they fucking got married. And I'm like, how did this even legally happen? I don't know. My, my note is not how this works, exclamation point. No. And then they get into the car and then Allie is like, oh, no, no, no. We can't tell my parents yet. Oh, I'm not moving out. Like, I'm not ready to move out. And I'm like, that is a sign that you are not ready to be married. If you're not ready to move out of your parents' house, this is fucking stupid. And and then the worst thing happens. Then the worst thing ever happens. And he gets very upset and he starts beating her up in the car, which ends with him like pushing her out of the car onto the sidewalk it's horrendous and he like it's it's violent and i did not enjoy watching it was hard to watch it was hard to watch it was ugh. i did not like it and Mm. i hate this i hate it and then he like drives away while she's on the fucking side of the road and i hated it Mm -hmm. and then a very jarring transition we're in like fucking remedial room and maya and zig are doing their like character interview whatever the fuck and I love Zig's Maya wig and glasses. And he's wearing a tiara too. And he's acting like a princess. And it's kind of funny. But then Maya gets very offended and brings personal shit into it. That's uh-huh. it's not a good not a good look. Nope. And then he storms away because that was, it was not a good idea. Nope. But they each get some pretty good burns on each other. Yeah. Yeah. And then Allie comes home to the biggest bummer of, of a surprise party ever. Seriously. Her friends and her family are there to surprise her for her birthday, but she walks in with, like, horrific injuries to her face and body. Horrible. Like, her it's eye. jarring. Oh, my gosh. And then she lies and says she was mugged. Um, Which infuriated me. I just, yeah. I just, I, I, I understand. So... And I was like, no, Allie, yes. tell them. They'll help you. Also, like, send that motherfucker to jail. Ugh. I hate this. And hate it. Ugh, it's just so hard to watch this. <laughs> Being an outside observer of the situation, I don't enjoy watching this type of... I don't enjoy it. Mm-mm. And I don't think anybody does. And it's not a, It's not an enjoyable situation in general. Nope. And it's just... Ugh, I hate it. Yep. Effective as hell, though. Yeah. As far as conveying a message. Um, and then the second episode starts and the remedial room has gone wild. They're like playing, like they're throwing balls everywhere. I don't know what's happening. Where did they get all these balls? I don't know. This and- seems like a bad place to store <laughs> sports right. equipment. And then Maya's apologizing to Zig, but he says that he hates her. Which is fair. Yeah. And then Grace is giving Maya advice. I can't remember what she says, but Maya's like, can you help me? fit in like i'll pay you and then grace is like um tip if you don't want to be seen as stuck up don't pay people to do stuff for you yeah which is a really good note and then maya's like so you'll do it for free and grace is like oh no absolutely <laughs> oh, not. no i will not i just will not help you goodbye maya's not good at this no um cannot work outside of her comfort zone no but then we're with Allie and the police are at her house and, and she's, she's lying, lying to them and I hate it and it makes me very sad it was sad and frustrating to watch and Jenna is obviously suspicious because yeah. Jenna, Jenna knows what's going on and and I like that Jenna as much as she was like yeah I like Leo for your sake 
never once gave up that whole like I'm still pretty suspicious of Leo. Yeah, rightfully so. Yeah. Um, and then we're with Drew, who is not prepared for this interview, and he's like trying to make Dallas continue to help him, but Dallas is like, dude, I have my own life. Like, you need to find someone who will just like dote on you and was in love with you and spend all the time with you to help you prepare for this. And then in walks fucking Zoe, who is offering to help Drew prepare for this interview. And is obsessed with Drew. And this relationship makes me deeply uncomfortable. Yeah. And then we're with Tristan, who's giving Maya a rubber room makeover. And it just involves a lot of eyeliner, basically. Yeah, I'm all about it, though, honestly. <laughs> it's a good look. And then we're with Jenna and Allie in her room. And Jenna is like kind of treading lightly but like she fucking knows what happened and is mm-hmm. just trying to be there for Allie but she like first she tries to like sneak it out of her she's like why don't you tell Leo about this right. situation what's Leo thinking about yeah. this situation which I thought was very smart and then Allie tells her the truth and Jenna is very worried and she's like we need to call the police like this is not good and Allie's like no 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 like I can't remember what her the defense she was. Ba- well, she was basically like, I need time to think about it. Right. Which right. is fair. And I think Jenna did the right thing in being like, okay, I'm going to let you like make the judgment calls on this one and we will reflect later. But I will be closely monitoring the situation. In exactly. The I feel like that's the move. Mm-hmm. And then we're with Maya with her friggin' weird alt makeover. Hate it. And I'm like, this is not how you fit in. This is trying way too hard, Maya. Also, my, like, the most unbelievable thing about this entire episode is how fast all these kids are like, yeah, you're cool now. Want to skip class? You changed your outfit, so. But then, and then, of course, the subject they're talking about today is about perception and how people see you. Yep. And it's like, all right. On the nose to Graffy. And then Maya, like, is mean to the teacher. Yeah. It's a thing. I don't know. That's, she's mean to the teacher, and then Grace is like, want to skip class today? Yep. But I feel like it's because she knows Maya's trying very hard, and I feel like, in the end, it seems like Grace was just trying to be like, chill out. Yeah. <laughs> be cool. Please be cool. Um, You're trying so hard. Trying way too hard. And then we're with Zoe, who is basically just, like, acting coaching act she's like being an acting coach for drew for this interview i mean that's what interviews are yeah. and then they, they kiss making out. Mm. i hate it i'm, I'm like I'm, I'm uncomfortable I'm, with this rebound i'm uncomfortable because she's a freshman yeah and he's a super senior super senior is she a freshman no she's a sophomore is she she's in maya and tristan but she grade. hangs out with miles little sister then I don't, I don't i've been under the impression that she's a freshman now that they don't wear colored shirts anymore i'm very confused but she has classes with maya oh and yeah and stuff. but like electives um maybe she's a sophomore i can't remember i don't what know, the I don't know. maybe may, that's that makes me feel a little bit less gross but the fact that he's it's a super still, senior a freshman and a senior is still kind of creepy that's like yeah a sophomore and a super senior still creepy creepier um i just yeah i don't it makes me a little bit uncomfortable yeah because he's like minimum 18 he is an adult and she is not yep i mean he's not really mentally an adult but like i was gonna say i mean it's true so i'm probably less uncomfortable than i would be with like people who are mature but he 
I'm still not a big fan. I don't. I'm. I'm not Team Zoe and Drew. No. Um, but then we're with Allie, who has 53 missed calls from Leo, and extreme yikes. Then does she finally answer? No, he's just texting her, right? Or does he call her? Does she? He he's he calls and texts. It's a lot of everything. I just wrote yes, Allie, dump him, annulment, yes, and then. Leo was manic. So she must have picked up the phone or something. Or she must have called him and was like, I want an annulment. Or I don't know. I'm I'm trying to like, I, I'm oh based no, on my notes. No, we see him like pacing and calling her, but she's not answering the phone. And I think she's talking to Jenna about how she like wants to move on. And Jenna's like, you should get an annulment. It's fine. And then he like texts, he texts her and is like, I can't live without you. And is being really manipulative and gross. And it feels like he's threatening suicide, which I made me feel icky. And I didn't like it. Is that where we're at? I'm like, I'm I'm sorry. I I wrote, holy shit, 53 missed calls from Leo. Yes, Allie, dump him. Annulment, yes. Leo is manic. Ew, now he's threatening suicide. So I think it's like the night before. Yeah, because we're not quite at we're not quite at the school part yet because we haven't talked about the weirdly realistic BB gun. That's not a BB yeah, gun. Yeah, no, we're definitely not. I think it's like the night before. I don't think she answers the phone, but we see him like pacing around and calling her or something. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. And she must be talking to Jenna or something about how she like. Oh no, she does answer the phone she does answer at one it? point, and okay. she's like, "I want an annulment. Yeah. Get out of my life, basically." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like freaking out. Yeah, he's very manic, and he's like, "I promise it won't ever happen again." Blah. blah, blah. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. It was not a fun situation. (laughs) Nope. And then we're back at the school. And Miles is weirdly supportive of Maya, like, ditching school to hang out with people that he thinks are weirdos. And then I also wrote, Maya, I'm sorry, but this feels like a trap. (laughs) Seriously. Um, And they were like, hold this gun for us. And she's like. first zig. Thankfully, like, pulls out her fake nose ring. Thank God, because I could not watch that thing any longer. Yeah, I wrote, sheesh, they have a scary-looking BB gun. Yeah. It looks they're way like, too they're realistic. Like, they're like, it's a BB gun. I'm like, that's the most realistic BB gun. Like, that's- most, like, airsoft BB guns I've seen are, like, they were, like, clear. Yeah. So they're very, they're very obviously made out of plastic. Even some of them were, like, heavy plastic and weren't fucking around. Is this a Canada hashtag maybe it's different thing? I don't think so. I think I think Degrassi had a prop gun on set and they pretended it was a BB gun because it's fake no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> because budget issues. Um, but then we're and then we're with Allie, who's like at school wearing sunglasses. I think everyone still thinks she was mugged. Yeah, because Claire told, does. She's only told Jenna at this point. And yeah, they haven't told Claire yet. She's like, I don't want to tell her yet. And then she keeps getting creepy, gross texts from Leo, like, I know you love me. You won't report me. And it's very manipulative, and I hate him. And then he says, I know you're at school. I'm here. Yeah, he's outside the school, and I'm just like, go away. And, but then real quick, we're with Drew, who's interviewing for this, like, this Hollingsworth job at his house, which I thought was weird. Also weird that he went in with a hickey. Yeah, and didn't even try to cover it up. And then they talk about the hickey, and then Drew, like, dodges the hickey and then we find out later that he gets the job and i'm like this is so strange it also feels like inherently male that like he would come in with a hickey and still get a job oh yeah 
I think it says something. I think it says something about Mr. Hollingsworth too that he's like, "Oh, boys being boys." Yeah, no part of this is surprising (laughs) to me at all. Also, like just peak double standard kind of shit. And then we're in the bathroom because Allie ran to the bathroom when she found out that Leo was there, and she's freaking out. And Claire and Jenna follow her in there. And Claire's very confused about why she's like, wait, why are we afraid of Leo? What's going on? And then she's like, oh, wait, I get it now. And then they finally fucking call the cops. And I'm so happy. And her friends and I think and Allie's like, no, we can't. I love him. He he would he wouldn't do this. He loves me. La la la. And then I think is it Claire who says like, Allie, we love you if he if he loved you, he wouldn't do this to you. We're calling the cops because we love you and we want you to be safe. Hell it's yes. Like something like that. Team Claire and Jenna and yes. Allie yes. all yes. teaming up yes. against this yes. monster. Yes. Yes. And then I think Allie's finally like, yes, we need to call the cops. Um, She's like, I want him out of my life. And then we're in the classroom and the remedial room kids want Maya to shoot a BB gun at the fish in the fish tank. Which sounds like a horrible idea and also such a weird form of peer pressure. Weird. And then Maya like goes to shoot the gun and then like a like bang flag. Like it's like a fake. It's not even a big gun. Like a bang flag comes out of it. And they're like, well, we wouldn't make you do that. We could get expelled for this. Yeah. And it's so weird. It was so Also, strange. I feel like I've said this before, but I don't remember, and maybe I just don't remember it, but I have no memories of ever experiencing peer pressure. And maybe it's just because I said yes to everything. <laughs> I feel like peer pressure is much subtler, where it's like, I, like, at least the peer pressure, or maybe, I feel like the pressure isn't so overt. It's like, if you're around people who are doing a thing and you think they're cool and you want them to think you're cool, you're going to do that thing. But it's yeah. not like, here's a smoke, kid. Do it. It'll make you cool. Like, it's not yeah. like those after school, like, dare video. Like, it's not. It's never going to be like, like, do it. Come on. Like, what? Are you chicken? La, la. Like, it's never. Yeah. I've, like, never witnessed anything like that in my entire I, I, life. Me neither. I feel like that it's <laughs> so, like, built up your entire childhood. I, like, I feel like peer pressure is, like, John Mulaney's bit about quicksand. Like, I thought quicksand would be a bigger problem. <laughs> right, right. I thought peer pressure would have been a bigger problem in high school, but instead, it was not. It was not. It was just, like, I don't, I don't even know. I feel like it's just, a lot of it has to do with, like, who like you hang out with and what you think you need to do to hang out with those people by just you do it because you think that's what you're supposed to do rather than people telling you you're supposed to do something yeah because I like I hung out with people that did things that other people didn't necessarily do but those people never were like you should also be doing that to like anyone that hung around like if like straight edge kids like hung around we weren't like (laughs) You're not cool because you don't do drugs because, like, we're not dicks. <laughs> and also, I feel like people who, like, do drugs or even just, like, smoke cigarettes aren't, like, looking for people to give their shit to. No! <laughs> like, that's all of that stuff is very expensive. It's and so- people are, like, smoke this cigarette. They're, like, no, like, I don't want to give away a cigarette if I don't Hell have no. to. <laughs> Hell no. Oh, my God. Older kids used to buy cigarettes off of me in high school. <laughs> my friend.
freshman year, I would be like, yeah, $2 for a cigarette. Thank you. Oh, gosh. I was not giving anything away for free. Yeah. I feel like the most overt peer pressure I've maybe experienced, like, once you're in college and you're like, everybody's drinking now for the first time, or maybe not the first time, but it's like, we can drink now. There aren't parents around. And it's like, you're in that environment and you're like, take shots, do this, la, la, la. Like, that's maybe the most, like, peer pressure-y thing that I can think of being exposed to. But that's just, like, being in college and think- and being like, I should do this because I can now. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Um, anyway, peer anyway, pressure. Weird, weird, peer weird pressure. super weird peer pressure. Shoot these fish. <laughs> Shoot the fish. Yeah. And she's like, are the fish going to die? Yeah, obviously. Oh, my God. It was so weird. So silly. Um, but then jumping back to a totally different tone um the police are fucking here we see ali sees leo outside through the window she's with the police officer who was at her house earlier in the episode and she identifies him and is like yes this is the guy who beat me up Oh, my favorite part of this whole thing was she makes direct eye contact with Leo and he's like, what the fuck, basically. And oh, yeah, she so says... The police, like, swarm in yeah. and start, like, handcuffing him. And she says, so loud and so clear, yes, officer, that's the man that attacked me. Yes. And I just fist-pumped into the air, fun. end of Breakfast Club style. Fuck you, Leo. Arrest your... You're being arrested. Go away. I hate you. You deserve this. Every fucking step of the way he's getting deported but it's very sad ali is devastated it's just like a, like a shit show of a shit storm of a situation and it's gross and I, it's bleh i'm curious about how this annulment thing is gonna go because he's gonna be harder to track down in france yeah but it's like there's no way this was ever like a legally binding marriage in the first place that is true i don't think an annulment will be difficult that and is they'll probably true. detain him for a while and be and maybe they'll figure out this shit before they like i hope so him. i don't know um i'm sure the extradition process from like flying a like prisoner back to france takes a bit of time probably and you have to like allocate funds and like figure out shit Probably. Anyway. Anyway. Then we're with Drew. Who asks Zoe on a date. And he's like, I got the job. Yay. Thanks. And then I'm like, okay, I guess this is happening now. All right. Okay. And then we're at home with Allie and her parents. And her mom and her dad are both the best. And they've grown so much. They've grown so much. And even I think her dad says something. I think they are both confused about why. They're like, you're so smart. Like, what, how did this happen? What's going on? And then Allie's like, I'm embarrassed. Like, I can't remember. But I just know her dad says, like, even though we don't understand it, we still love you. We'll always love you. And it's a very nice sentiment. And I love them both. Um, but then we're with Grace and Maya again. And, oh, I think... I think after the bang fake gun thing happened, Maya like stands up to them. I don't remember what she says. She's like, we're all better than this. Yeah. And like storms off. And then we're with Grace and Maya and Grace respects Maya for standing up to them. And now they're friends, I guess. And Grace is like answering questions in the class because she's like, yeah, I am better than yeah. this. And they're going to be friends, which I'm here for. Or it seems like they're going to be friends, which yeah. I'm here for. Yes. Because Grace seems cool and I want more of her. Yeah, she does seem cool. 
And then the last scene, we're in Allie and Jenna's room, and Allie comes in and gives Allie another birthday present, which are annulment forms. And she's like, because of the situation, we can get it annulled, and it'll be like it never happened. And Jenna is just a pretty great gift ever. And then they throw away that stupid ring, and Allie wants to move on. And I'm very happy this Leo situation is over. Hopefully. Well, it's seemingly over. Probably over. Um, And then that's the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. Spirit Squad Captain. Fucking Allie for for making it through this episode. Yes. On the other side. Yes. And Jenna for being a great friend and support system and for being... Wise as hell. Remember years ago when God, she was a she terrible was nightmare? So bad, she was the worst. Goddamn best. Oh, man. Maybe um, it's the best thing that ever happened to her character. Honestly. Um, Chip. I don't really know if there is. Mayan Zig. Zig, sure. I apologize. I'm a torch for that one. Listen, I apologize for nothing. I won't let Degrassi manipulate me into thinking Miles is fun. <laughs> no, I'm no, I'm not on board for Miles. Um. All right, grapevine. We have a tweet from Danielle at Danny Lee 07. She says, "Who had the better bitch comeback? Bitch in quotations. Riley to Fiona when she finds out he's gay. Too bad you can't cure bitch. And then Maya to Zoe. Not as hard as it is to get out, bitch. Both of them are terrible. Both are bad, but so I bad. I love like them. Maybe the first one is slightly better or worse." But makes me like it more? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going with. Um, and then we also have an email from Caitlin. The subject line is Zoe. And then it says, I fucking forgot what a terrible hobgoblin she was when she first arrived. <laughs> TBH, I think it gets worse before it gets better with her. Also, Maya is one of my fave characters, specifically for her storylines. She deals with some really fucked up shit. And to be honest, hats off to the writers if the way they are writing her now it was intentional for her storylines to come. Also, I wore red pants often with banana yellow ballet flats. Stay fly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Caitlin. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is all the grapevine that we have for you guys. Um, if you'd like to be featured on a future grapevine segment, you can tweet at us at DegrassiPod. We're on Instagram at DegrassiPod. You can email us at whateverittakespodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to us pretty much anywhere, but if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could rate, review, and subscribe, that would be super cool. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at HollandTacular. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kelsucks with a Z at the end. Holland, what do you want to recommend? I have been on a BBC miniseries kick lately just because they soothe my soul. Um, I watched... The 1995 Pride and Prejudice miniseries over the weekend. Nice. Amazing. It's still great. If you haven't seen it, you got to watch it. A Young Colin Firth is beautiful, and that miniseries is great. And it's on Amazon Prime, so FYI. But I also just started watching The White Queen, which is on Stars, which I think might have originally been a BBC miniseries, but it's basically about, like, pivotal women in The War of the Roses. So... I'm digging it so far. Nice. That's what I'm going to recommend. <laughs> Love it. Uh, I'm going to recommend a docuseries on Netflix called Evil Genius. That was really great. Oh, 
It's basically the story about that guy that robbed a bank and then he was like, no, there's a bomb strapped to me. And he was like a pizza guy and then yeah. the bomb blew up. There's so much they more to that, it. It's so good. That Jesse Eisenberg, Aziz Ansari, that was based on it, but it was a comedy. Yeah, this is not a comedy. No, I know. I started watching that and then also this is a disclaimer in case you want to watch it, but our triggered by seeing a man actually blow up they oh, actually yeah. show it oh yeah that happened and i was like i need to take a break from this and then i like didn't oh yeah i should have i should have done that warning the man blows up the and man you see blows it up and they show the like they show the police dash cam footage of it like it's, it's fucking it's, jarring it's fair <laughs> it's a lot uh but it's really if you want to just but skip, skip over, over that. that part i'm sure it's great i didn't get i like didn't finish it have that. someone who's not squeamish <laughs> fast forward through it for you because i think they only sh- they they maybe show it twice oh my god i don't know it's but it's if if the, if you're not freaked out by that you should watch it because it's very fun yeah um all right well that is all that we have for you guys today uh thank you as always to jay for our wonderful theme song and thank all of you for listening goodbye panthers bye panthers